I want to study. This morning, I want to study a story with the Oilman in a Gemara and Gitin Samach Bez. Else, as our Asmada picks up, this is a Gemara I want you to be conscious. I want you to be cognizant of. And let's study this Gemara together and think a little bit together, Else. You like stories, Else? Love it. So here goes. Rev Huna and Rev Chista have a Yasvi. Rev Huna and Rev Chista were sitting. They were sitting. It's interesting, just parenthetically, it says they were sitting. It's always fascinating to me that yeshiva is called sitting. It's interesting that yeshiva is called sitting. The word yeshiva means sitting. There are a lot of ways to describe yeshiva. I always ask guys to take off coats by shiurim because I want a kfius. I'm here. The word yeshiva means to sit. It means amen. <coughs> when I watch Ray Brownstein, the yeshayat varim is that he's in. Amen. A full mesiris, a full giving over to something. I, I suspect that's the mashmois of yeshiva. Kfeus, I'm here. You see a bachar is like Elio Anavi says to the Yidn, Until when are you going to sit on the fence? You know, choose a side, stop sitting on the fence. Either you're in or you're out. Yeshiva sitting means I'm there. I'm in, I'm fully in, I'm there. It's chaos. I'm not checking it out, I'm not thinking about it. A guy comes to the code is checking it out this year. You know, let me see. You, know, you never know. Maybe I'll hear something good, maybe not. To take up your coat to establish Kavua. It says, it says the fir- one of the first questions they're going to ask us after 120 is Kavata Itim Latarwa, you Kaveya Itim. Kfeos, Asay Tayraskha Keva. Make the Torah permanent. The people who learn, but always beget, they're checking it out. I'll see, you know, maybe. Kfeos, Yesheva, sitting, established there. So and that just reminded me of the word Yasin. But back to the, back to the story. Ravuna and Rebchista have a Yasvi. Ravuna and Rebchista are sitting. Geneva. And Geneva comes by. Geneva is a fascinating man. It's fascinating that the Mesechta that he dominates, this Geneva, the Mesechta that he really gets busy in is Gittin. You'll hear why that's so fascinating. He is mentioned four times in Gittin, this year, Geneva. This Jew visits Gittin four times, Geneva. And Geneva passes by, Rav Huna, Rav Chistar sitting, and this fascinating man, Geneva, passes by. One says to his friend, I'm fascinated, it doesn't tell us who says to who, or who says to whom. Rav Huna, Rav Chistar sitting, and one says to the other, it doesn't tell us who says to who. One says to the other, Nika Mekamei, Debar Oryanhu. Let's stand up for Geneva, he's a Talmud Chacham. Bar Oryan. He's a Talmud Chacham, he's a Ben Tyra. Bar Oryan means a Ben Tyra. Oryan means Tyra, Bar means Ben. Ben Tyra. He's a Ben Tyra. Let's stand up for him. He's somebody who's been kind of a lot of Tyra. That's pretty amazing. You're talking about two great Amiram, famous, legendary Amiram, Reb Chesta and Reb Huna. And they're saying, one of them said to the other, we should stand up for this man, Geneva. He's a Talmud Chacham. That's high praise to say 
from them, you know, different people <coughs> talk, they say he's a Talmud Chacham. Okay. Certain people, they say he's a, people call me for Shaduchim, they say, I need a Shaduch for my daughter. What do you, I want a Talmud Chacham. But I know the guy's standards. By him, a Talmud Chacham means, you know, Aleph Bes. The guy's standard is very weak, Talmud Chacham. Calm down, you know. He means the guy, you know, the guy knows of a few words of Hebrew. Rav Huna and Rav Chista say on this person, let us stand up for Gneva, he's a bar Urian, he's a Talmud Chacham. That's Rav Chista giving Askam, he's a Talmud Chacham. That's Rav Huna, that's quite a Talmud Chacham. So let's stand up for Gneva. <coughs> let us stand up for him. The bar Urian is a Talmud Chacham. Omar Loi, so the other one says back, Should we stand up? For an arguer, he's a palga. He's a bal machloikis. He's somebody who argues with people. He makes machloikis. Umikamei palga nekam. Fascinating. What happened to Hilchus Lashon Hara? Why is the Lashon Hara? The answer is letayelus. They were talking about should they stand up? It's letayelus. Should we stand up? And you could say so. Why not stand up? If he's not worthy of standing up, lachar, you shouldn't stand up. You don't just stand up for anybody. See, if Stam, why not? Then it's not Tayelis. Here's Tayelis. He had to knock him with Tayelis. They're not saying Lashon Hara. It's a discussion completely la'loch l'tayelis. Should we stand up? One of them said to the other, we should stand up. Is it Talmud Chacham? The other said back, he's a Baal Palga. He's an arguer. He's a Baal Machlaikis. He's a person who makes Machlaikis. We shouldn't stand up for him. Fascinating discussion. The Gemara, they don't have a chance to resolve the debate. One of them says, stands a Tamil Chacham, the other says he's a Baal Machlaikis. Adahachi in the interim, while they're fighting, should they get up? Asa iu legabayu, he quickly, Geneva comes to them. They're fighting, should we get up not? And all of a sudden, Geneva's there. Amr Luhu, Geneva says to them, he's already on them. You talk about awkward. You're in the middle of a discussion. You're in the middle of a discussion. We should get up. He's a Tamut Chacham. No, he's a big Baal Machlaikis. Shalom Aleichem, Chavra. Oh. He's on them. Adahachi in the interim. Asilat. He came to them. Asil, he came to them. Iul Gabayu. He comes to them. Omar Luhu. And he says to Rev Huna and Rev Chesta, Shalom Aleichem, Malki. Shalom Aleichem, Malki. Shalom Aleichem, Kings. Shalom Aleichem, Kings. So he says to them. Amrulais, they say to Geneva, How do you know that Tamidacham are called kings? You say, Shalmalechim king, Shalmalechim king, where do you know this from? You're calling us kings. Amruludachsev, it's a pasuk in Mishlei, Biyim Malachim Yimluchu. I know it from a pasuk in Mishlei. Amrulay, and then they said back another thing to him. Uminolan the Kaflin and Shalmalamalki, why are you saying Shalmalechim twice to kings? You don't, you don't have a study. What are you saying? Shalom Aleichem Malki, Shalom Aleichem Malki. Why did you say it twice? Omar Luhu. So he said to them, the Omra B'yudam Rav. It's a memra, it's a statement of a great Amaira Rav. He said, Minayin Shekoiflun Shalom Lamelech. How do you know that you're supposed to say twice Shalom Aleichem to a king? Shenem Aviruach Lov Shasamashi Rosh Ashalishim. He quotes a Pasuk in Divri Ayamim. Amri Lehi. They then say to Gneva, please eat something. They're sitting there. They're Kavua. He's visiting. They say, can we give you something to eat? 
So said Rav, you ask me something to eat? It's also to eat. You have to feed your animals. It says in Kriyashma, Give, I will give in Asati, I will give Asev grass, Levem Tech of your animals. Vahadra and Eatmer says, Vachaltam Savata. So, what a chutzpah you're feeding me before you feed your animals. Sorry, I first have to feed my animals. And then the parak ends. When I first learned this Gemara, Eli, when I first learned the Gemara, it's so cryptic, like all of Shas. It remains mostly unsaid. What in the world is going on here? I read this story. What is and what? And we're left. The parak ends, but not just the gemara ends. Fifth parak of Gittin Dunsky. So when I learned this gemara, Eichelon, I was I was like amazed. Rav Huna and Chista are having a discussion. Stand up. He's a Talmud Chacham. No, he's a Baal Machloikas. Okay. Fascinating, intriguing Machloikas. He comes on them. And then two great Amirim, he proceeds to run circles around them, and the parak ends. What's my conclusion? What's the, what, where's the Gemara taking me with all this? He basically just wipes the floor with two Amirim. He says, Shalom Aleichem, Malkish, Malkish. Whoa, where do you know Rabban called Malkish? He tells them the source, a Pasuk in Mishli. Why are you saying twice Shalom Aleichem to us? Why do you say twice the things? A member of Yudam Arav, that you're supposed to be kaiful Shalom Malchus based on the Pasuk in the Yamim. They offer him food. He says, what are you doing? Feed the animals, come first. And then the parak ends. What is the Gemara bringing me to? See, it was a huge that's, that's like the. It almost looks at first glance superficially like the Gemara is leading you to say he was a huge Tamil Chacham. I mean, we know that. When, they, when he was walking near them, they said, this man is big stuff, stand up. And the other says, no, he's a Baal Machlaikis. And the, then the Gemara ends showing you that he knows everything. He's brilliant. Kola Kula. And then the parak ends. Is the conclusion, what's, what's the Gemara, where's the Gemara taking me with this? What's happening? Basically, the Gemara just takes, and he's a big Baal Machlaikis. He wipes, these are Tuamayram, that he just runs circles around Tuamayram. He's dazzling Nachmi. You with me, Nachmi? I don't know what's happening. So, where's the Gemara taking me? And then the parak, it's like frustrating, and then the parak ends. I'm like, you know, the Gemara tells us about this debate that went on. Stand up, he's a Tamil Chacham. No, he's a Baal Machlaikis. And then it shows us his dazzling, his dazzling scholarship. And then the parak ends. That was a shallow way of learning the Gemara. But I want to put on our thinking caps. I want, to, I want to tell you what I believe is going on here. It seems pretty obvious to me. But I want to now think a little bit. Because that was a very superficial way of learning the Gemara. To think a little deeper, Nachmi. What happened? Think about what happened. He goes up to Tutamidichamim and he says, Shalom Aleichem, kings. Why is the Talmud Chacham called the king, Rabbi Sam? Why? Why is the Talmud Chacham called the king? Says the Marsha, Talmidei Chacham mimarbim shalom ba'olam. The reason they're called kings, what is the purpose of a king? It's a Mishnah in Abbas. What's the purpose of a king? Not to teach others. Not to teach others, no. Peace. Teach others are a shayfet. A king is to make peace. Il malchus, a Mishnah in Abbas. Il malchus, 
without a king, a man would swallow alive the next person. You have anarchy, chaos. The purpose of a king is order. People don't beat each other up. Kings promote peace. That's the purpose of a melech. That's the purpose of a king. Is without malchus, ishes reyeim chayim bolu. People swallow each other alive. Kings are meant, kingdom is meant that everybody can live in peace. The reason Talmidei Chacham are called melachim is because they're marbim shalom ba'olam, because they bring peace to the world. A Talmud Chacham is a chefs of a person who creates unity. That's the chefs of a Talmud Chacham. That's why they're called kings. Just like a king is Moisif Shalom, the Metzias of a Talmud Chacham is he unites and brings together. That's the Metzias of a Talmud Chacham. I, it shouldn't come as a shock to any of you. I told you that Revolba, who was careful on every word he said, Kipshutai Mamish, he summed up Torah as an Olam Hayedidus, a world of closeness. When I see a guy steiging, if somebody's very polarizing, he's not a Ben Torah. He's not true to Torah if you're polarizing. If what you cause is division, you're not true to Torah. Polarizing is people. They could be good people, but somehow, wherever they go, they split people apart. Their mitzvahs is they're polarizing. They cause somebody look up the word polarizing. Zevi, polarizing. What does polarizing? Okay. What's the definition of polarizing? Foster acquire polarity. Yeah, yeah. Divide or cause polar opposites. Divide. They divide. They're polarizing figures. Elliot's people, for some reason, they just cause split. All different parts of their personality, they cause, they, they cause division. You are not being true to the Torah. The, if you knew Reb Nassim Svi Finkel, who was from the Sarah Torah, from one of the real princes of Torah in our generation, he caused unity. It's hard to even explain it. He was true to the Torah. He was a mitzvah of unity. If you know Rev Asher Weiss, who Torah's Chaim is Zoycha that he'd give Shiurim, this Goin Betoira, this Chsidish Goin Betoira, he's a Mitzayos of unity. He's a Shtit, Revezi calls him colorblind. He's, everybody loves him, Chsidim, Litvish, Mizrahi, everybody. He's a Mitzayos of unity. He brings unity. Talmidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam Revolba summed up Torah as a world of closeness, an Olam Hayedidos. Rav Nassim Finkel was like that, a mitzvah of unity. Everybody was brought together by him. So that's why Talmidei Chacham are called kings. Why do you say Shalom Aleichem twice to a king or to a Talmud Chacham? Because they deserve a double dose of blessing of peace because they bring peace. Shalom Aleichem, you know, we all too often, Reb Miller got upset by this, we give brachas non-thinking. Reb Miller said when you tell somebody good Shabbos, you should think he should enjoy his chalant. The chalant should taste good, should have a restful sleep, should have a good seder. Since I read it in Reb Miller, I'm trying to do it. I tell a guy good Shabbos, I don't want to be a farce. You're telling a guy good Shabbos, you're giving him a bracha. We, we like just mindlessly, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Do you know you just were blessing people? Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. See, Rev. Miller said you should think. The guy should have a restful nap. He should enjoy his cholent. The food should be good. His kids should behave. He should have a good seder. Good Shabbos. 
Agwat Shabbos. Should be a wonderful Shabbos. Should have the Menucha Sanefesh to enjoy the Yoy Menucha. You're wishing good Shabbos. When you say, Rugai Shalom Aleichem, you're saying peace on to you. You should have Shalom. Shalom Aleichem. You're giving him that amazing bracha. The Gemara calls it the Kli Machsik bracha. You could have all the blessings in the world. If you don't have Shalom, you have nothing. Because you have no utensil to hold all your brachas. That's why the last bracha in Shemaneser is Sim Shalom. Hashem, we ask for peace. We ask for peace. Because you can have all the bracha in the world. If you don't have Shalom, you don't have the capacity to enjoy all the blessings. So, we say Shalom Aleichem to a person, a king and a Tamachachim gets Shalom twice. Shalom Aleichem Malki, Shalom Aleichem Malki. Why does he get a double dose of Shalom? Because a king is a source of Shalom. Because he causes Shalom. A Talmud Chacham who's Marvim Shalom Boilam gets a double Shalom Aleichem. Because he deserves it, because he is a source of Shalom. Perhaps, perhaps even deeper, he gets this. The, the Masha says he deserves it. Perhaps what it means is since he, he, we want him to have peace and cause peace, it could be that's why you say a double Shalom Aleichem. Shalom to you, shalom to you. One, you should have it for yourself, and you should be a causer, a facilitator of peace. It could be that's the double lush and shalom lechem. I'm not sure about that. Is it just he gets a double portion because he deserves a lot? Or we're actually saying twice shalom to you. We mean he should be able to have shalom and facilitate shalom. Yeah? That's why a Tamil Chachim gets twice shalom lechem. Rabbi said, you see what's going on unbelievably in this Gemara? They say, should we stand up for this guy? He's a Talmud Chacham. The other one says back, but he's a Baal Machlaikis. He's divisive. He's polarizing. Then he comes, and Mr. Know-it-all, who's a Talmud Chacham, but doesn't live what he keeps. He's not true to the Torah. He says, Talmidei Chacham are called kings. He teaches them, quote-unquote. They say, Geneva, where do you learn this from? Try and say, ahem, Geneva, ahem. And he gives a big lecture, I'll tell you the source of it. He's Yafe Dairish, he darshan so nice. He's not Yafe Mekayim, but he doesn't keep. He doesn't hear the very words he said. Listen what he taught them. Rabbi Isai, you're called kings. Where's the source? A Pasuk and Mishle. You get a double dosage of Shalom. What's the source, they ask him? Um, um, give a shear on this, Geneva. And he gives them a lecture. He tells them the source. Exactly what this man is, he shows his true colors. He knows Tyra, but he doesn't live Tyra. The very essence of the Talmud Chacham, he taught them, is somebody who's Marbim Shalom, and he's a Baal Palga. He's a Baal Machlaikis. He's divisive. He causes Machlaikis. I don't have that as good. It's a stretch. I admit it. But I am fascinated. I, trust me, it's, some, it's a mystery to me why that halacha. But it is the halacha of being nice to animals. Being nice to animals stells far to a human being. But I admit it's a little bit of a stretch. But it is fascinating to me that the halacha he picks that he taught them again. No, no, no. I have to care about the animals and human beings. You hear what you darshan? But again, I admit that it's somewhat of a stretch. The first two halachas are like exact to what we need to learn here. The third halacha, I would love to have it more precise. Why it has to be, well, you can't let the animals starve and human beings. 
Good question. And the Mishpar is the Kashi. Good question. There's obviously something going on because they're on the run. They know that halacha. Yes, yeah. two are more. The third, the third halacha is not exact, but maybe Yaakov. The first two are like precise to what we're talking about. I will find some time in my life. I plan on it. And that third halacha, I'm keeping, it's on my mind. I will once see something that will tell me, I have no idea why that halacha, Maish. It is true that halacha does fit with being marbim shalom ba'ilam. Sensitivity to an animal, shtelzachfar to a human being. But it's still, why that din? I don't know. One day I'm going to learn something about that halacha and I'm going to say, whoa, it's on my mind. I want to one day, it's stored away this cash. I don't know why that halacha, being fair. It does fit on the theme of caring about people, but it's not like, it doesn't hit home. The other two are like so precise. The other two halachas, quote, unquote, he taught them are so precise to the, to the topic we're discussing. This third Allah is not to do, not to do with machlaikis. Be nice to your animals, feed your animal. One day, I'm, it's on my mind, I don't want to say always, because I don't actively think about, there's certain things you have in you there that you're always like, you're always, you're, 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 you're if, you, if, if you have a certain person that you, that you, you don't know where they ended up, and for years, you're like, wherever you go, it's, you're not thinking about it for years. But wherever you go, somewhere in there, you're like planning. Maybe you'll inquire about that guy. Like, you're always on the lookout. I'm always on the lookout for this. One time, I'm going to hear something about this halacha. And I'm going to say, ah, that's what was going on. I don't know why this halacha precisely. But I do know it relates to caring, to, to, to being sensitive to others. Again, it's not specific enough, I admit The Racham of Akol Masav. Avi says, like, a lot of a Baal is you like some, not others. You're divisive. The sense of being good to your animals is all-inclusive. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Avi says, like, be good to the animals is an inclusivity. There's a, it's, there's a being here. It's an is inclusivity. Not animals? bad. What? Is it Allah on someone else's animals? So it could be first? meant his own animal. Could be he had an animal. Said, I can't eat. I have my animal. Could be meant his own. This is. It but depends on Eliezer. Correct. Ah. It's not his correct. It's just showing. You shouldn't say a word. You should just give it to his animal. Oh, you're saying he's it's being... Not the, it's not the to give it to his animal. See, Yaakov says he's being divisive as he talks. Could be. I don't... This, sir, I'll be honest. I don't, I, I don't know the third halacha. What Avi said is extremely intelligent. Extremely intelligent. That a person who's a Baumachlaikis is not inclusive of, of... You know, he always has the outsiders. And this halacha is don't eat before your animal eats. Inclusiveness again, it's it, it bothers me that it's any stretch. I want it to be like smooth like butter. The other two halachas aikala smooth like butter. So Rabbi say what to me what the Gemara is coming out here is precisely bringing out the point that this man he learns Torah doesn't live Torah. And I say to the guys, as we're seeing an explosion of Torah being learnt in the yeshiva, an explosion. Yesterday afternoon, Akiva sent me pictures, guys sitting and learning the whole afternoon. Beautiful. Guys, get it. They're learning Torah. There's real Torah being studied here. Shabbos afternoon, yesterday afternoon, people are sitting and connecting to our Torah. Always remember, certainly sit and learn. Always remember to apply the Torah you learn. Apply it to your life. There are people who talk the talk, walk the walk.
The Chazanesh speaks about this a lot in Amun HaBetachem. He talks about people who have, he calls it Betachem Kaizeves, lying Betachem. People all day talk about Amir Tzashem, Be'ez Tzashem, has nothing wrong with saying it, but make sure you're living it. People talk the talk all day. Geneva, a man of division, teaches us that Talmud HaChacham, he's so smart, and he's all knowledgeable that Talmud HaChacham are called kings because they bring unity. Hello, hello, hello. Be a person who makes sure that what you're teaching, you are living. It's so easy to not see yourself. We are built, Rabbi said, that we don't see ourselves physically. If you look in the mirror, but we don't see ourselves. We know others look better than we know our own look. You don't know your own look well. Another guy's look you have well. We're built that way. That is the mitzvah. It is very hard for one to know himself. If I had to say one of the top five things I see in the world is I see people who know themselves and are self-aware, are successful. And people are not self I'm not I'm talking about success financially. I'm talking about success. Self-awareness. So healthy to be aware of self. I've told you this story before that I had a mother sitting in my Overlander's office and the mother, to- the mother told me she was going on and on about how nervous she was about her son. So I told her, I'm going to call in your son and I want you to hear him to speak about himself. And, I, and I, I, I explained to her what's going to happen, but I called in the guy and I begged him. It wasn't easy for him. Be, give an honest, give, a, give us a state of the union about yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses. And he proceeded to say all the flaws and the worries his mother had about himself. He, he spoke out and described how he's working on it. If I said to him, do you have anything else to add? What more could you want? He's self-aware and trying. There's struggles in life. It doesn't mean in a second we succeed. Self-awareness, understanding of self. I'm not here to talk about drugs. It's not. In the world, it's proliferating. To me, the sugya of marijuana is the sugya of not resolving, understanding, figuring out. It's the opposite. It's hiding from self. Just numb. Don't get to the core. Don't solve and resolve and understand it. It's the opposite of Reb Yisrael Salanter said the number one thing in Musr is Das Atzmucha, know yourself. To me, the only mitzvah that you can have, Igneva, how do you have a man like this who's so well versed and his shiurim are exactly on the topic? Look at the shiurim, brilliant, dazzling. He's dazzling Reb Chista and Reb Huna about his knowledge. What's his knowledge about? The Talmud Chachamim unify. And what is he? A mitzvah of divisiveness. He's somebody who separates, he's polarizing. He darshins, but there's no self awareness. There's no thought, where do you fit into this? Are you living it? Are you keeping it? Are you applying it? As we steig and tire, it must cost us in our behavior. Don't let it ever be on an ivory tower. You're steiging, you're steiging. It has to be practical. As a cement, some way of remembering this, we never ever wear our tefillin shel reish alone. We first put on our tefillin shel yad, then the shel reish, and we take off, we take off the reish. We never have concepts not tied to action. Our arm is always tied with film, the commitment for our action. When we learn what we learn and that we learn, it always costs us. As I'm learning about Hashem, you can't be learning Hashem's Torah and Hashem's laws and Hashem's Mishpat, and then all of a sudden you just studied all morning. And by the way, it doesn't always have to be exact. 
all morning, Shabbos afternoon, you were pounding Ratzon Hashem, and now you're choosing to ignore Ratzon Hashem? You sat three hours, Ratzon Hashem, and now you just speak Lashnar just like that? Why aren't you studying what is Hashem whole? So it doesn't even have to be exact. Think what you're doing. Think what you're doing and think through. And often in what you're learning. I told once a group of Bachram were learning Yivamas. I said, please, Yivamas, Gishmak, Zika, what a fascinating lumdus. This Zika is like, in, in philosophically, the sugi of Zika, like, it tickles your mind what that lady is when she falls to Yibam. It's when you're trying statuses of a person, there's a married lady and a single lady. What is this lady? Is she married? Is she single? Who is she? You learn the Masechta, your brain spins. What Zika is? What is it? Is she single or married? She's in between, quasi stay. What is that? What is that? Fascinating to understand Zika. And a guy could spend his whole year tight, lumdus, everything. I told guys learning Yivamas, don't ever forget you're learning the Masechta of kindness. Yibam is chesed, is doing for somebody else selflessly. Is, 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 is doing something for somebody else's name. Your brother died without children. This guy's brother died. I said, you're learning about kindness. Are you becoming a kinder person? And in learning all the sogya, the Masechta of kindness, are you thinking about that? Reb Miller... Reb Miller pointed out, I'm learning right now Merubah with my son Menachem. We're learning Merubah. It's, it's, it's probably my favorite parak in Shas. I learned through the Chaim Metz with Yaakov's Rebbe. I learned Merubah years ago with, with Yaakov's Rebbe. Who? Rabbi Metz. And, and the Masechta... <coughs> the the parak's a gorgeous parak Merubah. Beautiful, beautiful parak Merubah. And I, so Reb Miller says somebody was learning. Meruba is all about Kaneva. He said he saw two Bachram learning Meruba. They were learning a Baba Kama, two guys. And they had a Gemara that it said, Usser to take out of the base Medrash. And they were learning elsewhere with such a Gemara. Meruba. They're harving and Kefel and the Lundis, Yeyush, Mamish Tifa Sogyas with two Gemaras that are stolen. Reb Miller says, Maise Shahaya, that's Kaneva. Make sure all your life to be attuned, be there when you're learning. Make sure you're applying it. The one I saw this more than anybody in my life is of Aaron David. When you learn with him, he's constantly applying it to himself. It's very cool. The shallow person, when he learns, his learning is an affirmation of self. Say the word. What does it mean to affirm? He learns like validating himself. Everything he learns, you see, I'm a tzaddik, because you tend to see who you are. So people, when they learn Chumash, they, when they learn anything, it like shows how good they are. Often speakers will speak, Musa or something, you say, the guy's such a tzaddik, everything he says, that's him, they're just talking about himself. That's not the real deal. The real deal is that when you learn things, you find where you're weak and you change and grow and demand from yourself. When I learned the Aaron David, he was constantly demanding from himself based on the learning. Whatever he learned, oh, I have to be better at that. I have to put more in. I have to do more. His learning was a learning of demanding, not of affirmation. It wasn't showing he's good or he's talking. I remember having a conversation with somebody who was weak in a certain matter, 
And I was talking about a certain topic on purpose that they should say. And they were like, yeah, it's lucky I do that. The lack of self-awareness, the lack of honesty, the lack of facing oneself in a real way, in a healthy way, and demanding and working, I think it comes from, it, it comes from a low esteem, of course, and it comes, it, there's nothing wrong with being imperfect. We're created that way. We're hilarious. Now let's work on ourselves. There's nothing wrong with jealousy. There's nothing wrong. There's all these things. Just work on yourself. There's something wrong with not working. We have to look at ourselves honestly, openly, and work. And work and develop with an honesty. A geneva zimetzios, he learns, the Talmud Chacham Muflig, but nothing goes back to him. Nothing. He knows Torah. He doesn't live it. Now what I want to say is in the conversation they started, he said he's a Ben Tyre, he said he's a Baal Machloikis. Did he argue on him? The, what he was saying back is to be a Ben Tyre, it's not enough to know Tyre. You have to live Tyre to be, to be a Ben Tyre. Certainly you have to learn Basmada, but you have to keep what you learn. You have to be a Metzius of what you learn produces you. You do that by being demanding of self, by being self-aware, always trying to improve oneself. So I say to an oilam that are becoming B'nai Torah, I say to an oilam that Torah here is proliferating, this learning, what's going on is wild. Learn! Learn Basmada. And then I say to yourself, allow the Torah to impact us. Allow it. Allow change and development and ask ourselves, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We're supposed to do that. We have imperfections. It's a mitzvah. But constant striving and growing, honesty, figuring out with a self-awareness, with a healthy self-awareness, honesty. Open yourself up to another person. Your zaychet to be in the yeshiva, the production of the yeshiva, and we're watching it again, is magical. We actually made a place, it's safe to be imperfect. In a place that it's not safe, imperfection is looked down on, so then you can't even have a process of perfection. Somebody asked me the theme of the year. Somebody asked what the theme of the year. There are a lot of things come on. It's not the theme of the year. It's not. Cameras. One of the B'nai Torah the theme is not the theme of the year. What do you say? Cameras. 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 Progress, not perfection. It's not this year, but that's, uh, that's, that's always an underlying theme here. Ladders, climbing, progress, not perfection. There's nothing wrong with having flaws and imperfections. There's something wrong not being aware of them. There's something wrong not working, not developing, just being totally ignoring. What, what do others say about me is important. What do others feel? I you know what I, what do others feel? Am I polarizing? Am I, did Geneva even notice that he was polarizing? And he's giving shiurim about not being polarizing. But the Metzias of the Tam uniting, said the polarizing man. <laughs> Rabbi say what's going to happen, it's important. I said to the island before that the people, there's a very big reality of yeshivas is that yeshivas need money to live. That's a reality of yeshivas. And, and the, the people, people who are, care about the yeshiva's financial state in order that you and I can keep learning felt with cheshbainis that they had to bring all different people in Kalah Yisrael to the yeshiva. That's why they are bringing them. But what we're getting... It happens to me, and that's just for that. We should, the yeshiva needs money. There's nothing to be cynical about. We have, to, we have to work, help out for that. But it happens to be 
that we're getting big people coming. The year who's coming today is a year that I have watched for years. I love idealists. I love idealistic people. And I always had a habit of bringing down idealistic people to the yeshiva. Even people who see life different than me, very different, who will say things that I disagree with. And the reason I want Bachram to be idealists, and I want you to meet people who give to Kleisel in all different ways. This Yid is a high-powered lawyer, is an extremely chashva lawyer, and he has become, in a lot of ways, the spokesperson for Klai Yisrael. I always want, guys, yeah, I, we have the word of the day often, I want you to become articulate. It's important to me that you don't just know Yiddishkeit, you can articulate, you can give over Yiddishkeit. This Yid is one of the most articulate from Yidden in the world. The way he presents our viewpoints on all different matters is wild. We used to have a Yid, Reb Sherer, who in a beautiful, classy, clear manner was able to give over the G'daylam's viewpoint on all different topics of, that were relevant to the world. Today, the main speaker, I would say, of Orthodox Jewry, not at Talmud Chacham, the Nevi was going to come as a godlo was doing it. This Yid is a wonderful Yid, a wonderful Yid who's given his life to really doing cause for Klai Yisrael. His name is Reb Zwibel. You'll hear him speak. He's extremely sophisticated, and the way he articulates the Jewish position on all different matters is such, with such intelligence. He's an excellent writer. He writes beautifully, something I'm always appreciative of not being able to write myself, and he speaks well. He can articulate the Jewish position on so many matters. He's a, he's a person who's given his life. He, he could have used all his talents. He was a very, very, very up-there lawyer, very powerful lawyer. And instead, he chose a career of a lot less money to give his talents to Klal Yisrael. And he's a lawyer for that God, the main lawyer. He's a spokesperson for the front people. He's going to speak to us at 12 o'clock. I asked the guys, let's take advantage. Let's take a listen and hear what this intelligent man has to say. That's going to be at 12. But I'm going to ask at 11.40 in seven minutes. Let's start the Gemara Shem. Today we will not have the Seder before. At 11.40 to start the Gemara Shem for 20 minutes. If he's delayed especially, it could end up going longer. I ask if he comes, we're going to have to stop the Shiorim. That's a need of the Yeshiva. So if he comes, but I ask the Gemara Shem 11.40.